Jill Bennett sitting in for Simi Sarah this week. Well, we are taking a look now at something that happened about 65 years ago. This was a significant non-nuclear explosion. It destroyed something called Ripple Rock in Seymour Narrows, but not before Ripple Rock caused a lot of destruction. Well, Vince Shuley is joining us now. Vince Shuley is a freelance journalist. He specializes in outdoor recreation. Vince, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, My pleasure. Hard to believe it's been 65 years. Before we get into the explosion and how significant that was, can you talk a little bit about Ripple Rock and what it was that uh, Ripple Rock did, how it made that passage so treacherous? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Well, you you mentioned it was uh, situated in in Seymour Narrows, and that's a a five-kilometer stretch of Discovery Passage just north of Campbell River there. And uh, and in Seymour Narrows, there was Ripple Rock was this massive underwater mountain, and it had two peaks, uh, and at low tide, these peaks would just hover a little bit below the surface. Um, And what this did is it created these very dangerous eddies, um, and that made navigation by boat uh, through that passage very, very difficult. And it was was Captain George Vancouver himself who, who described that passage as one of the vilest stretches of water in the world, actually. And it did create a lot of damage, did it not? Or sink a lot of of ships of uh, uh, captains and such that were unaware that at low tide just how dangerous it was. Yeah, that's right. It uh, it, uh, it took its first victim in 1875. Uh, That was an old side wheel steam paddler. And uh, and between 1875 and 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 when they removed the rock, uh, 114 people lost their lives, and uh, and that was uh, through like over 100 vessels of all, all kinds of sizes. Hmm. And so, do we know why uh, there it wasn't better known? Uh, in that, after a few vessels were lost, and we saw that uh, this this part of the Narrows was so dangerous, it seems like word didn't really get out. Uh, yeah, the, in in the early 1930s, uh, the government sort of realized that they had to do something. Um, but you know, taking years to to get the process uh, started and, and authorized, it wasn't until uh, 1942 actually that they were given the the green light. Um, and there, there was lots of opposition as well. Um, some of the locals there thought Ripple Rock would be the perfect uh, sort of a foundation for a railway bridge over to the mainland. Of course, that never happened. Uh, so, yeah, it wasn't uh, it wasn't until the 40s that they actually um, started making moves on, on removing it. And I understand the initial attempts at doing that were not uh, did not go all that well. No, uh, they they attempted first with these uh, floating drill barges um, and basically tried to to anchor these barges down with like massive concrete weights, um, you know, connected to steel cables. Uh, and then they basically tried to, from this drill barge, drill into the top of the rock uh, and then feed in explosives and then just blow it up bit by bit. And uh, that didn't work because the water was too rough. Um, and they tried again with, uh, with the floating barge by suspending cables across the entirety of Seymour Narrows. Um, but again, the, the water was too rough. So they have to ad- abandon the uh, the drill barge idea. 
And uh, so they abandoned that idea. They realized that wasn't going to work. But uh, I would imagine these uh, rocks, this underwater mountain was still causing a lot of troubles. So at what point did they start talking about or discussing the idea of an explosion? Um, yeah, well, the Canadian National Research Council got involved after after those two uh, drill barge attempts. Um, the, the, the council started putting its minds together and they were they were thinking okay we're, we're trying it from the top but we're at the mercy of these waters but maybe if we came at it from underneath uh, we wouldn't have to deal with with those uh, turbulent waters so um, they basically um, started on nearby Maud Island which is like a tiny island off the, off the west coast of Quadra and, uh, and they sunk a shaft 174 meters deep, like straight, uh, straight down on that island. And then they were able to tunnel across uh, Seymour Narrows to the base of Ripple Rock, 762 meters. Um, and then they dug two 91-meter vertical shafts up into the heart of Ripple Rock. And this took about, I think, about two years or so, uh, 75 men working in three shifts around the clock. Um, you know, it was a it was a very big uh, operation. Hmm. That just uh, and and again, thinking that this was happening 65 years ago, just uh, what uh, a large operation to have take place. So uh, it finally got to the point where the explosion was going to to take place. I understand, too, that not a huge surprise. There were concerns about uh, sea life in the area and what kind of an effect this would have on not only that, but uh, surrounding populations and and a lot of concerns. Yeah, well, uh, they were worried that uh, Campbell River was going to be completely uh, flattened from this, um, which was, uh, you know... Maybe a bit of hysteria, I don't know. Uh, but th- this was, uh, th- people had never seen an, an explosion like this, uh, especially not in Canada and especially not in Campbell River. So uh, I think the concerns were validated at the time. Um, but, they, you know, they did tell all the surrounding communities, open your windows because the shock blast is, uh, you know, might break them. Um, there were concerns over, you know, sea life. As, as well, um, apparently all of the sea mammals in the area that were spotted before the blast were accounted for after the blast. I can't speak for the accuracy of that uh, 65 years ago. Um, but one of the big uh, things they were worried about was causing a uh, tsunami that would reach as far as uh, the coast of Japan. And uh, I, don't think, I don't think the tsunami quite made it out of the harbour. I think it got to about seven seven and a half meters high and then dissipated rather quick. Hmm. But even the fact that there was a tsunami created by this is pretty impressive. Yeah, well, it, it, it was a, a lot uh, a lot of explosives uh, went into the heart of Ripple Rock because the, uh, the investment that they made into this tunneling, they, um, they spent uh, you know, a lot of money and resources and manpower and risk getting it in there. So they wanted to make sure that they only had to blow it up once. And was it a success then as far as it blew up what they wanted? And is it just now uh, the, the remnants of Ripple Rock kind of sit on the ocean floor? Or, or what was kind of the, the, the aftermath of this? Um, it, it, it threw up um, you know, hundreds of tons of, of water and, and rock in, into the air. So um, you know, quite a bit of it, um, you know, I'm sure, sits at the bottom of, of Simo Narrows as uh, debris. But a lot of it would have been vaporized as well. Um, in the explosion 
And, uh, you know, in the effect today is basically these, uh, these two underwater peaks of, of Ripple Rock have, um, have been cut down by, by somewhere between like 30 to 40 meters. So now you can, you know, these big Alaskan cruise ships that, uh, that cruise through Discovery Passage can go at, uh, but they still go at high tide. You know, they don't risk it at low tide, but uh, the, the size of vessels that can safely navigate through there is, uh, is quite large now. Uh, is it still considered uh, a pretty big feat as far as even though it was 65 years ago, this, it's not like this is something that we've seen repeats of this. No, absolutely. It's it's quite a it's quite a unique engineering uh, challenge, and um, and you know, like all engineering challenges, it, it takes a few goes to to figure out how to how to best uh, tackle it. Um, uh, but I, I think it's a great example of like minds coming together, um, and uh, you know, and accomplishing something that was like very very difficult and uh, for for so many decades people didn't know how to how to tackle this problem and, and how to stop uh, how to stop ripple rock sinking ships but it had experts coming from as far as uh, as far as the UK who were like atomic explosion experts they came over to monitor the effects of uh, this blast so uh, it wasn't just the first um, you know televised live event by the CBC it, it had a lot of international attention to it as well well, it is a very uh, interesting story. Again, uh, 65 years ago. Vince Shuley, we'll leave it there for today. Thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Thank you very much.